Come on, you yellows Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore, we'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Here we are again, David, in your car. <laughs> the new studio. Yes, the mobile studio. Yeah. Um, uh, Guy's not with us again this week. He might not be with us for a couple of weeks. I think he's been signed off by the, the doc, which is good because uh, he's had a bit of an operation. But um, I, I noticed on Devon Live this week he's talking about wanting to run a, a half marathon in, 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 oh in the foreseeable future <laughs> for the charity Tommies. So good luck with that, Guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just... just Search that one on, on Devon Live, and uh, I think there might be a link to a, a GoFundMe or something. So, um, all, all, all money for, for Tommy's well. is good, and he's progressing well. He's had a bit of, bit of surgery, so um, get well soon, Guy. Um, we've just been talking to the gaffer. Yeah. Here we are, Seal Hain on a Thursday. Yeah. Uh, the weather is... Well, it's it's clouded a little bit of rain in the last 24 hours, but um, it's not it's not cold anymore, is it? But it's no, there's, wet. There's a hint yeah. of spring in the yeah. air, yeah. Um, and uh, the pitches out at Sealhane are, are good enough for them to work here rather yeah. than on the all weather at South Devon College. And the gaffer seemed quite up, didn't he? Well, you know, you've got some very very important matches Indeed. coming up, Indeed. Uh, and quite a lot of them. Uh, yeah. we're, we're going to Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday now until what middle of March. Yeah. And um, these, although 17 games sounds quite a lot, uh, <laughs> from bitter experience, well, they I will mean, run out very quickly. 17 games sounds quite a lot, but when you've only got the points total that we've got at the moment, a possible 51 doesn't sound that much. No. So um, you can look at it that way as well. I mean, people like us, you know, <laughs> often, and many supporters do it, don't they? They look, oh, how many points are we going to need? Yeah. What what usually keeps you up and all that yeah. kind of stuff? 48 points, is that enough? Will 48 be enough? Will 50 be enough? Yeah. But the top and bottom of it is that with 26 points at the moment, United are probably going to need... 26 uh, again, yeah. Well, yeah, some, More, something about... Around that, yeah. uh, You know, you've probably got to win six or seven, at least, of these last 17 and that games. that scary. Uh, and uh, draw a couple as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, a few to, to, to make sure you get to that point. Yeah. But I think some... You know, sometimes it's who you beat that's important. And of course, although we've got Barnet this Saturday, dorking away on Tuesday Indeed. night is, yeah. I don't know about you, but it's sort of a big rig, red ring round yeah. that game because there are certain games that, you know, if you don't beat them and don't beat them, well, that's not a disaster. But if you lose to them, Indeed. big time, you know, whoops. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so often who you're playing is nearly as important as when you play them. Let's go and uh, have a listen to what the gaffer had to say about Barnet, and, and he does touch on the Dorking game lightly, I think, although it's uh, although he does say it's one game at a time, that old cliche, so Barnet is first. So let's go and uh, go and listen to what he had to say today, and we'll see you on the other side of Gary Johnson. So, Gaffer, we're uh, obviously 
few days on from the, uh, the the trophy game last week. Would you say that in that game, and particularly as well with the Notts County game, they've both been games of fine margins where the game could have gone either way? Yeah, I think we've had a few games like that over the last sort of couple of months, and we've just got to make sure that we uh, we come out winners in some of them games. You know, we've had a couple of tough games, Notts County and Barnet, but as you say, I, I agree. We were, we were in the game, I think our supporters um, knew we was in the game <clears throat> and it could have gone either way but we've got to start turning them round as quickly as we can starting Saturday. Um, you know, we know Barnet are a big strong team and, uh, and they gave Notts County a bit of a scare for, for an hour um, and then uh, obviously Notts County then Started getting a little bit of luck and a little bit of better play, and uh, and ended up scoring three or four or something. But um, so we've got to be ready for them because you know they have got a way of playing that you've got to compete both on the deck and in the air, and uh, that's what we we'll be planning on or have been planning on since uh, last Saturday. I mean, we've played Barnet in the trophy last week, and you know, there's two games, obviously, there's another home game, and then we're away at Dorking next Tuesday. Two very different games. Are you expecting Barnet to play in a similar style that they played it against us on Saturday? Yeah, I think their style won't necessarily change, and, um, and their principles, if you like. But, um, you know, they could change personnel. They've certainly changed shape many times. You know, I think... Uh, it's a bit like us, it's not about shape, it's about principles. And um, and you've got your game plan and sometimes you work it to the opposition, depending on how they, and sometimes you work it to your own um, principles. Uh, it's always your own principles, but it's, you look at it and sometimes you think, well, they're a bit stronger on that side than that side, they're weak on that way, that side. So sometimes you, you know, you work, you, different tactics around the opposition's strengths and weaknesses sometimes. Now with a lot of our um, teams in and around us played on Tuesday night um, and none of them actually got victories, that space from halfway down is very, very tight. There's still 51 points to play for with the 17 games left. Do you feel it's just a case of, of those fine margins that we were talking about earlier? Starting to go our way, that then we start to get a run of results together that could potentially push us push us quite a way up the table. I hope so. Um, you know, easy to say and not so easy to, to do. You have to uh, take each game as it comes, which is a well used phrase in, in our trade, um, but you do. And uh, and I keep saying you've got to get two, three, four wins on the trot at some stage to. Um, be more comfortable. It doesn't mean to say you, you know, you're still not going to be in trouble, but um, you've got to get that as soon as you can. Um, and then the confidence will come out, the quality comes out more. Um, people will not take chances, but people will um, feel more comfortable to shoot from a you know a bit further out and chip the keeper or whatever it is. Um, it gives you that uh, little bit of, as I've said a couple of times, stardust to to make sure you score more than the opposition. I think that's that's going to be really important to us over the next few weeks. You, you're right, 17 games, 
um, and we've got to uh, concentrate on every single one and there's still plenty of time to get out of the little bit of drama as Danzy would say um, that we're in. It was obviously nice on Saturday, Brett McGavin returning. Is it nice now that these players are, are coming back in for this stage of the season where we've got the running? Uh, obviously, there's, there's still Dan Martin to come back at some point as well. But also on the bench, as on, on Saturday, we had that injury and then Top A came on and, and created different problems for, yeah. for Barnett. Is it nice to, to, to have that choice again now? Well, <laughs> you get a choice and then a few days later, somebody else gets cropped in for some reason, whether it be training or not quite right or ill, um, you know, so you, uh, you've never ever, you don't seem to ever get your full squad fit, everybody fit, so, um, and you know, you have to adjust to that and that's what we're, we're still having to do, because at the moment with the number of games we're going to have from Saturday onwards, we're going to need as many people available as possible and um, and we've got to make sure that uh, every one of them goes into every game 100% ready to go and win that particular game. <laughs> Lewis Collins, what's the latest with his... Uh, he's he's yeah. on schedule for his, his protocol, Right. so we're just he just has to tick a few more boxes over the next couple of days. Right. Um, and so we're just, you know, waiting, waiting on him to, uh, to for the protocol to deem him fit. And is that a doctor's process? Yeah, it's doctors. Um, you know, there is a protocol in place, which is very good. Everybody knows it, understands it, and it's uh, from a time that you know, if there's no symptoms. You go to the next stage. Oh right, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then, if there's still no symptoms, you go to the next stage. Right. So there's a slim chance that he he, he may he may, he may be play. okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. obviously you've had this experience with Ryan this season as well, haven't you? With things. I mean, obviously all these things are different. Each case is different. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you've sort of had this, <laughs> been through this. Of <laughs> no, we yeah, have. Yeah. What can you do? What can't you do? Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, all that exactly. Kind of stuff, so. It was mm -hmm. when it was new. You know, you've got to keep checking yeah. that you're doing the right thing. But uh, you know, the doc Vivek is always you know, very good on these sort of things, and uh, yeah. you know, lads keep in touch with him. The physio you know, Regan keeps in touch with him, mm. um, and so we. Mm. It's the one. It's one of those things that you've got to get right. Yeah, you know, because you you don't want to be caught out by cheating somebody, no. and you're cheating with his health, yeah. and, and yeah. you don't want to, you can't do that. No, no. You, you must feel how's your luck sometimes, mustn't you? When you, you know, you you, you start a player like that, and yeah. and he comes and he, he he plays a part in a big goal, and then you yeah. start him, and he's he's down with it. Well, it, you know, the situation was a ridiculous situation. You know, the the fellas off the pitch. Yeah. Uh, the ball goes, you know, in into Lewis from Nico, I think it was. Uh, as Nico is receiving it, the ref calls him on, which so it's still on that side. And then Nico gives Lewis the ball, and Lewis hasn't got a, a clue that the fella's still off the pitch. Um, and then the ref calls him on. 
and uh, he just takes him out. Mm. You know, his his shoulder, his chin, and um, he's, he had you know his ribs uh, were, were hurting. They're okay, by the way. Um, he just yeah, absolutely takes him out. And when you're not ready for that, you know, you, your body's not sort of braced, <laughs> ready for the contact. Um, and he, you know, he. He did take a take a hell of a whack. Mm. The pop side seemed to see it, didn't they? But you know. Well, I mean, I think you know Lewis probably felt that somebody come out of the pop side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he didn't think he was playing that bad, um, but you know, it's just it was yeah. one of those freakish things yeah. that happened that yeah. probably wasn't managed well by you know it was a wrong time to bring the player on. You know, I'd call him on maybe. Um, but anyway, he took a whack and um, he's recovering, recovering now. Yeah. Were there any other? Have you had apart from obviously the lads who are already out, Acer and Dan? Have there been any other issues with people this week? Injury issues that, that, that from last Saturday, or, or did everyone come out of it? No, everybody came out of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we we had a, a couple of. Um, Training sessions, obviously. After that, uh, we we got a couple of lads with you know little little bits as as they always do, but uh, the book can heal within a couple of days. So yeah, yeah. we we think we we're, we're okay. We're and happy Bar- with our yeah our squad going into this game. Barnet are what they are. What they are. They're, they're built in a certain way. If that's the right phrase. Um, it's hard to imagine that they'll do an awful lot different on Saturday than they do they did last Saturday or maybe even they do most Saturdays. Uh, Whereas yeah. we sort of, I'm sure you've been thinking, right, well, how can we yeah, uh, exactly, yeah. improve and yeah. change a little bit to give them a few more problems? I yeah, think. you have to, but with, with Barnet, if you watch the last five games or so, that they, they've changed their shape. And they've... Um, I don't necessarily change the tactic because if you've got three six foot, you know, three people over six foot four, then of course it's going to be uh, um, beneficial to get the ball forward and to get your crosses in, etc., etc. And and so whatever happens when you play Barnet, you have to work on those things. Um, you have to be brave. You have to be strong. But uh, and if you're only Six foot, then you have to you know, jump nice and early. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you, you certainly learn from the, especially when it's this close. Yes. Um, yeah. And so you know, we'll have our we'll have our tactic within our principles, and um, hopefully we can get a result against a very strong team. Mm. You've been very close to getting results against quite a lot of teams, in the, uh, top teams in the last yeah. few weeks. You got one at Woking, yeah. you were close to getting a result Notts against County. Notts County, Barnet, Barnet the same. Uh, and of course, I suppose if we're going to get out of this, we are going to need to take points in games that no one expects yeah, us to, I exactly, suppose. Exactly. Better, and I, I believe we will. Yeah. And we can. Yeah. yeah. That's for sure. Um, and the, more importantly, the boys think we can. Yeah. So what did you make of the Barnet performance uh, or Torquay's performance against Barnet? Um, I, Gary has just talked, Gary Johnson's just talked about the, 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 the whole point about us being 
quite close to beating a few teams recently. Yeah. yeah. A few top teams, by the way. You know, I mean, they equalised. Notts County. Notts yeah. County got a point at Woking. Um, which is looking a bit better with every week that passes, mm-hmm. uh, and and then Barnet last week, and you forget about how what tremendous form Barnet are in at the moment. Yeah. Uh, all right, take away the defeat at Notts County on Tuesday, where in, where they led, of course, in that match. Um, but I th- I think <coughs> you know that it's either a cup half full or cup half empty, isn't it? And for me, at the moment, and I'm a cup half full person normally, I'm still frustrated and as all our many of our listeners and fans will be about the fact that United equalised against Notts County and Barnet and then lost the match yeah. and then and actually in the case of Barnet lost it 2 minutes after equalising yeah. and um, you know they've got it they've got big Barnet a big strong side uh, in the Notts County case by the way they equalised just before half time and fell behind again just after yeah. half time yeah. and for me <laughs> I, I I can't take any pleasure in the fact that we were quite close to beating them. No, and I, 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 I agree I, with you. I, I, I think that's that's woolly talk, that is. You know, you, you either you either do it or you don't do it. Um, and we... we it, it was very frustrating last week. They've got two big lads up front, and they are big. Mm. Uh, Harry Smith's, what, six foot four, six foot five. Uh, Nicky Kabamba's six foot three. Um, and Harry Smith basically had two free headers. He did. The first put, one, put, I mean, you know, you, you, you could have... You could have drawn a circle round him, and no one would have been standing inside no. it with him. And then the second one, he's made a run across the box yeah. uh, to the near post, yeah. uh, uh, and no one's no one's no one's gone, know, got, with, him. gone yeah. with him or got close to him. And you can't do keep doing that it's, uh, and and expect not to concede goals. It's, it's frustrating slightly because one of the, the the things that we've seen as a positive in recent weeks is the defensive. Performances, yeah, especially with the introduction of um, of uh, Nicola Lawrence. Lawrence there, and you know it seems quite settled with Donald playing his part at the back there, and obviously you know um, Dean Moxie being probably the most key player on the pitch at times. Um, so you you looked at that, and there was a couple of clean sheets, and you thought, oh, okay, okay, but those goals you, you can't keep no. letting those goals in because no, that's no. going to don't get me wrong everything. look if someone had gone with gone with, I'm thinking of the second one particularly yeah. if, if someone had, had, had got close to him and Smith has just just got there in front of yeah. him you go well done mate that was a great run and you've got in front of the defender but when you when you look at it and it's, it's, it's a free header yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you can't be doing that in your own penalty area and, and that's where defenders earn their money People they don't earn money centre halves over the years, a lot of supporters, they see um, uh, centre-halves win big headers on the halfway line or big clearances. And yeah, yeah. That is not where defenders earn their no, money. No, they exactly. earn their money in their own penalty area by, you know, getting there before defenders. Yeah. And that's by doing all the stuff about... that's not necessarily seen by no, everyone. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's... Do it playing, playing the percentages and, and all that. And, and then getting you and right I can and, think yeah. back to, to, you know, without getting too old don't get too misty eyed folks <laughs> about it but you know the Alex Watsons and the yeah. Craig Taylors and the uh, you know the, the Chris Todds and who knew they are inside out yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and and another one funnily enough who's been at play more the last couple of weeks which is great to see him John Impey who's, who's, who's turned up to the last couple of games after many years of not coming it's been great to see him he was he was an absolute archetypal mm. you know lower division centre half knew all the dark tricks and arts mm-hmm could never run and would never pretend that he could run very fast but 
you try and get a step ahead of him in a penalty area because yeah. his, his, his innate anticipation, smelling of danger, you know, etc., etc., would make up for the yard or two that he, he, he never had, if you know what I mean. And, and um, you, you just... I've always felt <laughs> with defenders, they have to be the most miserable bastards in the club. <laughs> I, when I used to pop into dressing rooms... Content room, warning. Well, <laughs> when I used to drop into dressing rooms, you know, when I was sort of younger lad on the Herald Express and used to go in on a Monday morning and I used to go in all bright-eyed and breezy tail morning every day and half the time if they'd lost on the Saturday or conceded a sloppy yeah, goal the centre-half yeah. used to look at me and say what was, what's good about it yeah, yeah. and you go oops yeah <laughs> that's how you like your defenders to be yeah. they're there to basically make other people's lives miserable from three o'clock on a Saturday until five o'clock yeah, and, and the same on, on a midweek that is their job they're not there to earn brownie points they're not they, they very seldom end up as man of the match you know they are there to make other people's lives miserable yeah. and then walk off with a grin, a grin at the end of it all and um, uh, it, it was uh, for, without going too, <coughs> too much down this road I'm really surprised that Joe Lewis who has all those attributes, attributes yeah, yeah. has that attitude to the game. I know he's had some injuries at, at, at Stockport, hasn't he? But at the moment, you, know, you look and say, well, how on earth is Joe Lewis not getting into a second a League Two side? Yeah, yeah. Maybe Stockport have got a raft of brilliant centre-halves, I don't know, but um, there you go. You, anyway. you touched on it there. I mean, a the couple of points I wanted to make. First, The first point uh, would be, you know, teams seem to be scoring... At the right time for them against us. So, yes. So you know that 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 penalty was perfect time for them to get back into the just game. after half just, time. You know, they just yeah. just come out and thought we've got to get back into it and bang they're back into it. Yeah. And then obviously um, Barnett scoring minute and a half I think it was you know after we'd scored I mean that's perfect timing for them and and it puts you on the back foot again and and, and, and we never really looked we had a couple of chances but we never really looked like coming back from that and then and then also the second point I wanted to make well well it's fresh in my mind because I'll forget otherwise. Um, is you said about uh, having a wry smile leaving the pitch when you've done your job well because you know you, you've upset someone's afternoon all the Barnet players had that smile as they left the pitch as they were being pilloried by the Torquay fans for time wasting and their uh, whatever housery tactics they did they did the job well yes they, and and you know they, they, they're in the quarterfinals of the trophy and yeah. I'm sure they're very happy to be there yeah. uh, they've still got their eyes on promotion alright now Torquay are out of the trophy they can hunt, concentrate 100% on, on which the is a cliche but, but, league, it's, but, but it's, it's a truth but, as well uh, absolutely yeah. I think it's quite an interesting dynamic at the moment um, overused word that last Saturday we all saw what Barnet are about yeah. You know, they are yeah. big, big side. They're probably the biggest team in this division. In yeah. fact, they are the biggest team in the division. And they play a certain way that suits that style, and good luck to them. Now, I don't think they can change an awful lot this Saturday. I think we'll see a similar Barnet team. I'd be surprised. Ben Winter, as far as I understand, is probably out at the moment, yeah. you know, with a bit of an injury. Um, so. I don't think they're going to change. And if you were their manager, you know, Dean Brennan, you'd look at last Saturday, wouldn't you? And they've come here and won and thought, well, you wouldn't want to throw the baby out of the bathwater. No. That. They're, they're going to go about it in more or less the same way. Yeah. Um, they've got uh, some width, you know, Carnu and Beard down the, down the other side. They get crosses into the big lads. That's how they're going to play, more or less. OK, yeah. there may be little changes, etc. Whereas Torquay, I think... Um, it doesn't make them a better side than Barnet, but 
talky, and I'm sure that's Gary's hinted at it, hasn't he, have been thinking about, right, how can we and could we do things better and differently, a little bit differently. Take what we've learnt from last week, yeah. And so if there's more scope in a funny sort of way for United to change from last week than I think there is for Barnet. Yes. So it's going to be interesting to see, A, what team he picks. More scope or um, not more necessity? Yeah, well, no, you've got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> you, you can't produce the same performance as last week yeah. and hope to win the game. Um, you've got to do quite a lot of things better and differently. Um, but I think United have the capacity to do it. It's just this... It's just this hard edge to the game that's been missing, hasn't it, that, that's not there. In other words, when you come back and you equalise against Notts County at home and you equalise against Barnet at home, you've got to... You've, then go on and you've win You've got it. to yeah. go or get a result. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, and particularly, you can't be falling behind again so soon after equalising. Mm. So what does that say? If it happens <clears> once, well, OK, you have to hold your hand up, etc. But it's, it's happened more than that. It's happened mm. several times this season. United have scored, and then moments later, or they've had a near miss at one end, or they've hit the post at one end. I know it happens. It's football, and Torquay aren't the only team that, that, that it happens to. But there's this kind of... You know, being caught. I think we've used that phrase. Yes. Oh, they've been caught again. You yeah. know, and and that's <clears throat> it's, they've got to stop doing it. Got to be cannier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and a bit meaner, a bit nastier, a bit more brutal. And be wearing um, that smile when you leave the pitch. Absolutely. At the end of the game. Yeah. Well, what about um, enforced changes? Because obviously Lewis Collins went off with a with a a bit of a concussion injury. Gary's spoken about the procedures that they go through now for concussions and. Um, said there's a slim chance. Can you really see Collins being available? I, I, I don't, don't think I can, I'm not sure. Well, we'll see, but yeah. uh, um, I think it's a probably a 60-40 against at the moment, yeah. but who knows. Uh, um, uh, but I, I thought uh, Toppy Fadahunzi did quite did. well when he came yeah. on on, on yeah. Saturday. Now, the other... $64,000 question, or $64,000 man, <laughs> for me is Brett McGavin yeah. at the moment. He's been out for a little while with an ankle injury, actually quite a little while with an ankle injury. Difficult, as we know, to come straight back into the side because we don't have a reserve team and no warm-up games, although they have been having more training games, uh, practice matches in training. And I thought he did better last Saturday. Yeah. When I say better, he is potentially the most talented midfield player passing mid playmaking midfield player maybe that's the better word people like to yep. use these days that we've had here for a year or two he's he's he can pass the ball he can see a pass um etc 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 he's got a good range of passing he can he can hit a 30 yard pass 40 yard pass he can hit a 10 10 yard pass and so potentially he's got what you want to be Torquay united's playmaking central midfield player and he's had a difficult start, uh, has appeared, as many supporters will be saying probably as we're talking, slows the game down too much, isn't quick enough, isn't sharp enough, etc, etc, etc. Yes, all of those things. But Gary knows all that as well. <laughs> but yeah. Gary, Gary knows <clears throat> it, you know, he sees these things. Yeah. People like Gary Johnson with all his experience. Uh, they uh, see more than you do. Actually, yeah. not only do they see more than us, they see it well before us. Yeah. He may not come out and say so afterwards. Of course, he, of course he, you know, you can't sort of, he can't do that all the time. He'd just then turn up you know, having a go at everybody all the whole time, wouldn't he? But um, but I, I thought there were encouraging signs from Brett McGavin last week. He did look as if he was starting to quicken up his play. And when when you... I, 
a little phrase in football me good players play more simple passes than anybody else yes they yeah. don't play more difficult passes than everybody else obviously they, they eventually they will but they play simple balls to get themselves into games to get their teammates into games to oil the wheels of the machine they don't have a touch have another have another touch have another, and then hit a 40 yard pass because mm. by the time they they're going to hit the 40 yard pass they've been closed down and the whole thing's over anyway yeah. and and I thought McGavin last Saturday there were signs that he was starting to quicken his game up a little bit and if he can do that and physically get around the pitch that little bit quicker you know we're talking quite small margins here he can be a massive massive player for for, for Torquay between now and the end of the season and hopefully beyond um, because he has, he comes from a footballing family. His dad was a really good player. Oddly, you were talking with Gary earlier on after the the, 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 the microphones were off, but that his dad was was short and and, and quick. He was, he, <laughs> and and his dad was. Uh, I remember scoring a brilliant goal for for Colchester at Playmore uh, one night down here. So his dad, you know, is is a uh, is is funny enough. Is is what Brett isn't. His, yeah, dad, his yeah. dad was a was a sharp little quick, mm. you know, uh, 10, 15 yard runs player. Uh, good around the box um, and scored a lot of goals mm. um, and a very popular player uh, wherever he played and his son B- Brett is a different sort of animal well, he's, he's, a, more, he's a different being yes he's with, more languid he, yeah, he's more yeah. sort of you know uh, and um, so I know you know United have been working very hard to try and give him that little bit of extra sharpness and physicality and and you know um, Zip, zippiness, Zip, yeah. just to quicken him up. Mm. Because if he can just quicken up, we're not talking about massive amounts. Um, well, it is. It is all uh, small uh, margins anyway, it isn't is. it? That's, you know, it, it's literally if you yeah. can improve five percent, two percent, you know, that that makes a hell of a difference. I always think, you know, we look at players in other teams, and I'm sure Gary and Aaron do all the time, and think, and the vice versa with Torquay. As you go into each year, you're looking at their side and say, right got to sort him out can't let him play and you have to do that and when other people look at Torquay's side if I was an opposition manager I know I know Brett McGavey hasn't really sort of like come to the party big time but if you have done your homework properly correct you'd be going stop him yeah because if he ends up running the game you know he can cause some damage and you know Torquay have got you know not many like that no. because if they did we'd be higher in the table yeah, wouldn't we yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, no it's it's an intriguing thing I'm looking forward to seeing him play again on, on Saturday and seeing what, what, what he can do um, and by the way there's a goal in him he's, he's, there he's, is, he's and got a good shot and um, he doesn't seem when, 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 it, when the opportunity arises on the edge of the box you know you see that kind of Oh come on then! You know, but he never quite seems to have enough space to get it away. I think the trouble part is is, and you know, we're being very critical now. You know, and we all got everything crossed that he that yeah, delivers yeah. over the next few couple of months. Is that sometimes good players, talented players, have got options in their mind. Yeah, the muckers like you and they've me. They've got to run through several scenarios before yeah. they strike the ball. Mentally, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You, you and me out on a football pitch, we, we, <laughs> we do the first thing that comes to mind because we're not good enough to think of yeah. anything else. Yeah, 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 Whereas yeah. the Brett McGavins of this world, 
he knows one thing's on, but he's also in a little bit of him, he's going, oh, there's something else on. So when he gets to the edge of the box sometimes, like the likes of you and I and most of the other people on the planet would just run it, right, I'm, I'm wellying this the moment I get, get yeah, a chance. Yeah, yeah. He's got another little, oh, if I have a touch here and then go there, then I've got a better shot. He's playing chess. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes you, you, it comes off and everybody goes, hallelujah, what a brilliant finish or brilliant player, etc. And at other times, you know, you can just, you're better off just doing the, the first thing that comes, you know, that comes to you. But um, hey ho, it's easy back here, isn't it? Talking about creative players, one of the players that's, he's not gone under the radar, don't get me wrong, because we've all seen him perform quite well in recent weeks. Maybe would like to see a bit more of him, but I think Dylan De Silva's done okay. Dylan De Silva is potentially a match winning yeah. player yeah. At, at United. And, but, I have a feeling uh, when he's looked at his best, it's in the last 20 minutes of matches where he, he's he's come against a tiring defence and he can do some damage. And I remember, it, it's a funny sort of way because we all want him to start and he probably will start anyway and quite right too. But I remember him bringing, uh, Gary bringing him on as a sub a few weeks ago against somebody and he was fresh and the opposition defence was obviously been in a game for 70 minutes and he looked really yeah. as a match winner yeah. and uh, he, he, he's another one that, that you know you get it last week he, he beat the fullback all ends up in the first 5-10 minutes mm, yeah. made to go inside went outside him got a cross in I think Aaron Jarvis nearly finished it or whatever yeah. it was and you think right mate your man has got to be panicking big time this afternoon because if you keep doing that you win us the game and it was almost like a game he sort of drifted away to other stuff a, a, a wing is a very very difficult position mm. everybody thinks that it's actually the easiest position on the field look you just run up to your fullback you go past him and you cross it it's not as simple as that fullbacks uh, you know they, they, they'll they'll show you the line <laughs> they'll make you come inside if they think you you know all that kind of stuff and the other thing is you don't get as much of the ball as the Tom Lapsley's of this world for no, instance in midfield no. you have to stand out there wait for somebody to give it to you and then it's a very black and white position you either do the job don't you yeah. or it or, feels that way yeah. uh, or you don't and if you don't everybody's going oh waste of, you know what's he doing waste yeah. of space and everything and so it's quite a difficult pressured position um, and it's a very explosive position as well you, you, you can't you know, you can't just stroll past people. You have to burst past them, don't you? And and um, but he does have that burst. He has yeah, it. He yeah. has it. And and uh, it, it's uh, obviously we've we've compared him a lot with Stephen Duke McKenna this season, mm. haven't you? And Stephen Duke McKenna is ahead of him at the moment in most of our minds because he had that little extra yeah. sort of explosiveness and a sort of a an edge to his game that Dylan doesn't seem to quite have at the moment. Yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> I always remember him trying to headbutt a bloke who was about six foot five one day and getting, bu <laughs> <laughs> and getting booked. You can't, Dylan has actually got, got booked a few times this season. But um, again, you, you, you forget, don't you? These are young players. That, you know, Dylan De Silva is just out of Queen's Park Rangers under Absolutely. 21, under 23 team, taking his first steps in the game, really. Not really um, played against big men like he would against Barnet. In, in his career so far there you go and and you know he's he's uh, but he can supply the ammo mm. for Torquay to score goals and and uh, that's his job 
and that's what they're paying him for and uh, fingers crossed he maybe can do it on Saturday let's have a little look forward to, to talking then David because it'll be Tuesday and oh. obviously we've got, not got another podcast on next Thursday um, how important is that game? well uh, there are certain games everybody talks about must win games must win games and there's other ones that are must not lose yeah um, now if Torquay could go to Dorking and obviously they're one of the teams just outside the, the bottom four who dangerous territory here we need other teams to come back yeah, to us yeah <laughs> well, well okay if they do they do and if they don't they don't but Torquay have still got to play York at home they've still got to play um, quite a lot of those teams you know the Maidenheads Dorking uh, still got to go to Gateshead yeah um, uh, very important matches um, Scunthorpe away is, is another one there's an older shot we've still got an older shot older shot away yeah. we, we've still got to play them you know those are the t- I think older shot look as if they're they might be pulling away they might bit, be pulling yeah. away yeah. and good luck to them because they didn't look like it at one stage no and, and not when we you, beat them no and, and since then they looked as if they were really in free fall and you know, all credit to them for stopping that and, and turning it round. But no, next Tuesday is, uh, you know, United can't afford to be losing to Dorking uh, and having realistic chances of getting out of this, I don't think. Look, it's it's perfectly possible to lose at Dorking and stay up. Of course, yeah, of course yeah, it yeah. is. And, I'm, and I'm, you're not trying to sort of over-egg that mix. But it's a hugely important match, isn't it? And in other words, if somebody came in the car and put a gun to our head and said, which is more important, Barnet away, Barnet on Saturday or Dorking away? I mean, all right, they're both hugely important games and it's a silly question to ask. But Dorking away in the situation that the league is in... And how it can affect, oh. yeah, yeah. I mean, the obvious, obvious scenario is well, both of them. I mean, you, you, you get three points. And this is this is the way it will be now for the next uh, ne- ne- next it's gonna next be, few yeah. weeks. It's um, <clears throat> Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, isn't it? So. Talking of just signed Tony Craig, Have uh, a, a grizzled okay. old defender from yeah. Crawley Town, thirty-seven years old. They've got the worst defensive record in the league, so they've obviously got someone in, hoping that he'll be able to pull things together a little bit at the back for them. I mean, you have to say that they've they've probably been the surprise package of the, yeah. Well, they came, no one expected them to, to to be anything but a relegation. No, side. they came up through the playoffs, yeah. and and you know they're still part time uh, as far as I know. They were only formed in nineteen ninety nine. There you go, and but because they score a lot of goals or scored a lot of goals, Ryan Seeger and a, a McShane a, a, up front. Um, it, it got them quite a lot of unexpected points. points. They are the yeah. only team to beat Notts County this season Crazy. In, the, in, in the league. They beat 3-1 at home yeah. uh, back in October. So they got those early points in the bag and must have thought, hey, <laughs> this is this is all right, this National this League. National League stuff, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, now things have started to catch up with them. Yeah. They, 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 they were... The game at Playmore was absolutely everything about them. Three-all match... Mm. You know, they were scoring goals, conceding goals, and they've carried on doing it. But of course, very often in football, it's harder to stop them going in one end than it is to keep putting them in yeah, at the other. Absolutely. And um, so, United have got to go there, you know, positive attacking, which I'm sure they will. Um, you know, I, I don't suppose there's much point in trying to grind out a nil nil no. or a one nil. No. They have to go there really positive, which 
in fairness to them, you know that they've they've been doing in the last few weeks. They've been having a go as they will against Barnet on Saturday, and um, you know, fingers crossed, it's a good atmosphere. I thought it was a pretty good crowd last Saturday for a trophy game. more best part of against. Um, we all know trophy games can be oh, can be undersupported. I, I I didn't check on the other gates at the other matches, but I dare say that was you know one of the yeah. bigger ones, and um, so uh, you know everybody had to pay. All right, season ticket holders, everybody back this week, and. You'd hope that there would be, um, you know, Barnet won't bring many, will they? But um, you, you know, you hope there's what two and a half thousand there, two yeah. two and a half thousand, and yeah. they'll be in good voice as they as they always are when they see the right stuff out there. Absolutely, the right stuff. That's what we want. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, David, thank you very much for, for uh, letting me into your car again, uh, the car studio, <laughs> the, the, the studio 18B or whatever it is now. Um, we'll be back next week with six points. <laughs> oh, I got everything crossed, <laughs> <laughs> and and we might even get a, a visit from Guy. We'll see how that goes. Um, but in, in the meantime, with two big games to come, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows! Come on, you yellows! Flying high below the Wembley archway sky today. Come on, you yellows!